welcome to the Conspiracy Theory Roundtable, a dimension where divergent voices decipher the uncharted. Here, controversy meets convention under the guidance of our unseen compass. A cryptic dance of theories and truths ensues. Your journey into the unknown starts now with Conspiracy Theory Roundtable. Welcome, everyone, to our second go of the Conspiracy Roundtable extravaganza. You guys heard about the Nazis? If you haven't, probably should. The Nazis had a sophisticated flying saucer program. The technology is said to have been obtained from two, not one, two extraterrestrial groups with completely separate agendas, one bad, one good, I'm sure, who are members from an alleged galactic federation. There is speculation that the United States has joined this effort and has a covert research program to investigate and develop exotic anti-gravity propulsion systems, as well as a fleet of spacecraft that has been moving around our solar system and beyond for quite some time. This roundtable has been thrown a fun one. It's a secret space program. I'm Declassified Dave from the Society Conspiracy Hour, and I'm joined by Kyle from Sunday Night Secret Society Podcast and Andy from the Deep Share Podcast. Guys, welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Very excited. Very excited. We're gonna dig. We're gonna dig into this one. Can you tell us what you guys are about? What your shows are about? And kind of how long have you guys been doing it too? Andy, you want to kick it off? Sure. I think I've been doing it for like almost three years, at least the podcast. But the chaos of alternative thinking and research and homework and all that's been going on for over two decades. Uh, yeah. This is definitely a topic that's close to my heart, but at the same time, it's, it's something that I've definitely changed my mind on in a lot of different ways over the years from different, I don't know, different pieces of research I've done. So this will be a fun one for sure. Again, my name is Kyle. Got the Sunday night secret society podcast. I'm actually the baby here in the room. I got started back in February. I kind of landed in it. It was kind of by accident. A buddy of mine who also runs another podcast had a had a Discord channel, so I ended up popping in, and I pitched an idea one day of essentially doing like a roundtable style podcast with everybody that was in our Discord. And so we rolled the first one out. It was great. And then about thirty minutes after we got done with our recording, he was like, "Yo, dude, do you want to co-host with me?" So I started doing that, and now I pretty much. I'm doing this kind of by myself for the most part. He's busy with his and he's again, he's still a co-host, but yeah, I've been working hard on it and having a lot of, having a lot of fun and meeting a lot of great people such as you two gentlemen. So yeah, come check us out and thank you guys. We're very stoked to have everybody to be a part of all of these round tables. Let's just jump right into it. This one is very UFO heavy, very obviously space heavy. Lots of things going on right now in the UFO world. Lots of noise, lots of claims. Most recently, the Mexican government, I guess, shared some crispy looking little aliens that I believe were supposed to be debunked in 2021. And then we've got these interesting congressional hearings with David Grush and the Las Vegas alien event that happened. What are your guys' thoughts on everything going on right now? Well, the examples that you gave, like the the two bodies that have been rolled out to the public and the Las Vegas situation, both of those situations for me, the first thing that they have in common that comes to mind is how 
easily like debunkable they are or even just laughable and it's not at all the project bluebeam that so many of us have heard about over the years right it's almost like i'm starting to 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 really wonder if that was like a red herring as well yeah i i agree i agree there it's even some of the footage right that you see like at least for the Las Vegas one, at least again, it's always that picture super pixelated. You can't really tell what's going on. And I just think they're slowly realizing or they're slowly like releasing and having these like little events pop up again with the mothership that was supposedly hanging out. And I think it's a, I don't know. I think part of it's kind of like a scare tactic. Yeah. I mean, there's so much, there's so much to it, but I'm not buying it at the end of the day. I'm not buying it. It feels like it's worrisome that it feels like a scare tactic, yet it's so dismissible. This isn't Independence Day. This isn't uh, Close Encounters. Like, it's nothing close to like all the hologram rumors that we were thinking about. Obviously, it could still be coming, right? But I mean, I don't know. Not to suggest that Bluebeam is the only option here, but just from that point of view, it's interesting to point that out. Like, this is very dismissible. And yet it's being, I don't know, I guess kind of garnered by these official UFO talking heads. So it's just weird. It's it's very strange that now it's, we come out of a very conspiracy heavy decade and especially the last three years. And now everything that's coming out is, it's not conspiracy. It's the facts of the government saying that they have non-human intelligence vehicles and this and that. And it's like, who are you trying to butter up? Because like you said, it's dismissible. Like somebody could literally, we, we make the joke as people who are into conspiracy theories that, Oh, they'll show us an alien body and we'll all be like, nah, that's bullshit. Like, right, yeah. and we're the first people to say that even though it could be real. So it's kind of it's kind of ironic that we're all kind of very we dismiss all that stuff but i feel like there's a lot of fluff but the only thing i can there's only two options being pushed out publicly as much as it is one it's a psyop or two they really want to soften people up to understand the nature of our reality like that is the only two things and part of that psyop would probably be blue beam to fake an alien invasion and blast los angeles with a laser beam like they did in maui like and then create a military state or a military world or whatever so that, that would be the only options and all this other stuff like other than the military footage that we get like you say everything's grainy it's like it's almost like your samsung s20 puts out 480p video just for that topic. It's, and and then some of these videos you see, Mike actually said it in one of our episodes recently, that why does it always look like it's some cell phone footage from 2005? And how do you even plug that into a modern computer to upload that for the technology might not even work at that point? It's like putting a VHS tape in a DVD player. Yeah. And he's like, why does it always look bad? And that's all we got. So unless there's like a radiation property that fucks up all the footage that people get from 
thousands of feet away. I mean, I don't, it's the whole UFO right. thing it's is interesting. more and more content is entering the stratosphere here for all of us to pick at and freak out about. Like it's constantly coming from other countries, from our country, it's everywhere. But you're right. It's all the same shitty footage, no matter what, one way or the other. Most of it's fake. Most yeah, and that's most of it's like provably Adobe Premiere and After Effects, like all kinds of little Photoshop editing skills and stuff like that. But yeah, you would think too, you would think with these, like, especially as far as like the military aircraft that are actually seen in capturing these cigar shaped or pill shaped unidentified flying objects, whatever. And you, the amount of money that these uh, planes and whatnot and fighter jets, what they cost. Like, you know, just like, was it, they lost an $80 million F-35 or whatever. And then you have like this really shitty camera. It just doesn't, it just, does, I don't know. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I feel like I can write that one off pretty easily for the most part. But again, you never know. You never know. I try to keep an open mind a little bit to that stuff because I've been blown away by, by other theories and whatnot that I wrote off right away. But yeah, wild, yeah, I think dude. there's definitely shit there, like in the sky. Like we're experiencing technology for sure we're seeing something yeah it's, it's there i think they're all but i mean my whole shtick i guess to the shit i've been rambling about is mostly that like the ufo community and like the whole angle from the government is like roping in ancient aliens they're roping in all the new age belief systems and stuff like that which not to say it's all false or anything, but like it's just they're kind of synergizing all these subcultures into one, and they're it feels yeah because the whole topic of hybridization and ancient alien contact is completely different to a man-made secret space fleet. Like right. unless you're talking about them coming down and saying, "Oh, here's a disc. Now we're gonna." Now we're going to create these contracts with the United States military and the DOD and whatever powers it be and go through this military abduction program and bring people to other planets. Like that's the theory on this. So it's, it's, it, I guess it would go along with the ancient alien thing, but like then you're getting into deep waters of conversation that people, the average person, the only thing they associate with is Giorgio Suclos because they saw him on the History Channel. Like, right. they don't know anything about like the depth of how historians go back and these people try to correlate religious passages and be like, well, what could they have been looking at? So I guess like, but corralling that with military. <laughs> It's such a weird thing because I guess it could be corralled, but it has to be done right. Right now, it looks like it's being done. There's people in the corner like, <laughs> it fucking well, idiots. Let me give you an interesting perspective or an interesting example, should I say. Are you familiar with Aleister Crowley's channeling of the entity known as Lamb? So, I mean, yep. you look at that, and that's a pretty damn fine prototype for a gray alien. And it was prior to the popularization in the West of any sort of gray alien talk. And you look at his influence on the Royal Society, and you're getting into the same waters with any other kind of controlled opposition. I mean, he was an asset at one point anyway. So it's just like, it's a real murky situation when you have all these different weird groups and they're all loosely affiliated with the space program. 
like the creation of NASA involving Jack Parsons and all that. It's all very weird how it all fits together. And I just, yeah, that's kind of what I meant by the corralling. Like there's something's going on beyond just the, like the alien angle is one part of a much broader, drawn out, very slow moving, maybe like a long con would be the word for it, but I don't know, like a process of some kind, it seems possibly of revealing some aspect of reality, but only under the condition that they still hold all the keys. That was something that I kind of always wondered, like, for the longest time, I was a very firm believer in space, a very extraterrestrials. And I'm like, dude, if our galaxy and our solar system is this big, and you're going to tell me that what is on this Earth is all we got, like, you're out of your mind, right? And now, again, my thoughts have changed a lot. But as far as like the like Project Blue Beam, for instance, I'd be interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Like, okay, so let's just say they do create this alien invasion. Are they doing this to like be our savior? Like they're going to come in and they're going to save everybody from this alien attack and then maybe to for us to possibly gain more trust in the government being that they just saved humanity? Or is it something like more nefarious than that? I think we're missing key components to know that motive. I mean, I hate to say it's such a bummer answer. (laughs) That's just my take. We have so many guesses too. There's so many different avenues, but you start looking into those avenues. Like we wish Ryder was here. Shout out to Ryder from Raised by Giants. He's done so much extensive work on a lot of where all these things come from originally. And a lot of it is, once again, it's like manufactured. Not to suggest that like there's nothing out there. I kind of agree. That's how I grew up feeling like that too. But I wouldn't say that there isn't. But I think what we're dealing with here is our government strictly being horrible. Maybe they're hiding something like ancient tech or a breakaway civilization. Maybe they are the breakaway civilization, you know, hiding in plain sight. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's one thing I think about, too, with the UFO thing is that human technology and they just call it non-human technology as a very vague way of putting it. So if you would you could you could technically get away with that as a technicality if you had humans that were not living on Earth or like born in space, because then, yeah, they're humans, but you could still get away with the technicality calling them non-human intelligences because and they're they not. They love doing that. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> like doing the wordplay. So yeah. it's just like re-engineering or back-engineering UFO craft could easily be like, well, what's re-engineering? Do you mean like you were pulling it from divine inspiration? You think about guys on LSD getting the Nobel Prize for like cracking the code and shit like that, which has happened. It's like maybe that's just like. They're pulling it from the ether or something, that higher self, because that is the other. That's the ultimate other, is that deeper understanding of self. And you can read blah, 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 all that hippie shit. But part of it's true. And so that's my interpretation of like re-engineering alien craft. It's like, ah, you're pulling it from that. I mean, there's definitely programs that we know are real and that I damn well know that I've seen in person like the TR-3B. That is a real military black project that has been proven. There's patents. People have seen it. So if we do have that type of technology to do that, then we do have the technology to fake every 
not fake, but for it to be humans or whether they're a breakaway civilization of humans that are still interacting with earth or humans. Also, you can get away with it. Not the technicality, non-human intelligence, humans from a different dimension. So mm. there's that possibility as well. I think it would be really difficult to hide a massive Navy armada of ships, I guess from the public was it Gary McKinnon that got into the that got into the NASA hacked into NASA and found like ship names and non-human what was it non-human officers and whatnot so I mean according to Len Caston that this is a the breakaway civilization is actually a Nazi civilization that broke away and the Germans the Germans lost World War II, but the Nazis did not. Yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with the, his particular take on it, but like, yeah, I'm kind of a similar in, in a similar boat, but just not. I have a pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of on board with that for sure. <laughs> Loosely, they in the late 30s started going to Antarctica, obviously, yeah. and then you have Operation High Jump and Deep Freeze, and which were essentially probably cover ups to eliminate the Nazis in Antarctica. And there's still big mysteries down there. Even obviously right now, we don't know too much, but we know enough. And so there's that aspect of it, but that they broke away and that they're living on Mars and the moon. And they have, uh, according to Len Cass, see the, the only thing I have to say, I read dark fleet by Len Cass and the only, it was a great book. And there was a lot of interesting stuff. I wouldn't call it facts because he cited everything he, that was cited in the book was Wikipedia. So, I mean, interesting. yeah, it's, it was kind of, I was, oh, well, this would be interesting if it was true. And I'm sure that there are bits or pieces. There's always truth in, in yeah. some type of whole story. And, but it, for them to have a secret space program that's allegedly working with, 60 plus other species that are humanoid if yeah. insectoid reptilian little gray big gray all these different things and they're all led by proto-nazis i mean it, I, I guess i guess you could if those are the ones that if those are the, the elite group that's controlling everything uh then they're doing a good job of keeping their keeping their mo going I've, I've heard a lot of stuff too, a lot of testimonies. And there's a couple of, of different podcasts that I listen to um, that sometimes I don't want to believe, but then like the other part of me really wants to believe it. But like all this stuff going on and like these deep underground military bases with, again, lots of testimonies, lots of testimonies there. And I kind of, I don't know, man, like I, again, I want to believe it where they have all these Again, insectoids. I mean, every, just weird shit that I've heard down there, and how there's kind of almost like like a lot of testing going on. A lot of like you need obviously a lot of clearance to even get anywhere near these places. And I almost wonder, like, are these are these things, these beings, are they are they from space? Are they from under the ocean? Because we've only explored like a, a, a little tiny bit of, of the ocean and the deep waters. Or again, are they coming from outer lands? Again, going back over to Antarctica and at the very least, man, I find it very fascinating. 
very fascinating just the thought of all this stuff happening but then again it's scary too because if this stuff is in fact really true like what if these things break loose what if they break loose and they they come up and is that the alien invasion that we're need to be worried about i don't know there's that and then there's what admiral bird's account about flying into hollow earth and antarctica Uh and and seeing a civilization that's very high tech with flying craft of what you'd, I guess, say would be considered a UFO. We have, I have to make a correction here because his diary, his alleged diary, actually tells a tale about the Arctic, not Antarctica. Oh, yes. They did. The, was it that might have been the whole might have been in the northern polar region? Yeah, so, yeah, and it's yeah. very weird that's the case. And there's a lot of themes. And I'm not, there's something, again, there's some piece of this that's true. And the weird part is that it's, it's there for us to consume because it, it has a lot of themes about, like, in a way, the climate crisis type rhetoric. But it also has, like, direct quotes from a, like, a science fiction novel that came out years earlier and the forward to bird's uh diary that's out there for people to buy because someone's making a profit off of it uh is forwarded by that author as well so it's a little fishy no matter what whether it's true or not one way or the other someone or some force seems to have wanted that story out there for people like us to consume and it's been going round and round for 20 years so it's really interesting that it's out there. And is it a distraction from one thing to another? Like we know about their presence in Antarctica and they're talking about these tall Aryan beings on the inner earth in the North Pole. Is it a distraction away from Antarctica? I, I don't know, but it's, but it is just a, a key detail that that was about an Arctic mission. It's, I guess it wouldn't really matter if it's North or South, depending. We just, we can't go there. We freeze yeah, right either you know, way. It sucks. We don't <laughs> want to go there. Really interesting because they do say that in one of those one of those missions, I believe was it I think it was high jump where they got attacked by flying saucers that came out of the mountains in then this was actually in Antarctica this yeah, time. So that's high jump. Yeah, so there's that. I mean if there was any going to be any group of people that would have broken away in our modern age, it would have been the Nazis. I mean, look at just look at the world now between some of the major superpowers between Russia and the United States and then all of the UN. I mean, everybody got a piece of that pie at the end and it basically created our current space program today out of Alabama when it was originally incepted by a bunch of Nazis that they gave 60 grand in a house to come on over war crimes. We don't give a shit. And so could there be a breakaway portion of that? That's kind of running planetary defense and the show in general. I mean, it's it's all our sci-fi movies are predictive programming. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people in the UFO community directly that kind of don't question any of the narratives kind of if they do see that in Hollywood, they're like, well, yeah, they're prepping us for the the big reveal. I'm like, well, the big reveal is a stick that just keeps dangling over your head over and over again, it seems for, you know, and I've 
I don't know, I'm 38 now and I feel like I've been through five disclosures that have never been, have never really been disclosures. And I've, I was the X-Files kid that wanted to believe and I still do, but I just kind of believe in other shit. Yeah, I definitely want to believe in it. One thing you guys mentioned, Ryder, and I know he was scheduling. He was supposed to be a part of this one, which would have been a a different, definitely different addition to the to the main course of this one. But he had an episode a while back. I, I want to say probably a year where it came out where Corey Good was recorded by someone or by a bunch of the other gay deposition and. He basically said that he never physically went anywhere during these my lab programs and it was all thought. So and it was all creative property. Yeah. His own creative property. Man, I sat through what four hours of that symposium or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Interrogation. It was exhausting but worth it. <laughs> so he used to be when we originally did the research that didn't have that on this we did a secret space program episode. I want to say two years ago now about to the month and we didn't have this information at the time so we were like oh Corey good's got the, all these crazy fucking stories of this and that and we with a grain of salt you look at it and you go well he's not the only person that's mentioned the my lab programs and the abductions and the 20 and back right and which is a massive component of this theory uh that these people into like a deep underground military base and fucking teleported like on star trek to a or put in a craft and mm-hmm. or yeah at least convinced or i convinced. mean there's reports i've talked to writer about this too and i wish that there was more actual evidence for it i hate even talking about anecdotal evidence in this fashion but like the betty and barney hill story which is like really paramount with who they were and the time period and it got getting so popular and kind of popularizing the ufo phenomenon and abductions putting the fear spin on it too there are reports that are supposedly high-ranking direct quotes that initially the both barney and shit now i'm drawing a blank betty both of them reported being abducted by military personnel and military aircraft things they didn't recognize necessarily but like still maintaining that and then it was after the hypnotic regression that suddenly the story started to diverge and i guess there was like quite a like a situation between barney and betty because barney didn't didn't feel the same way about this alien shit he was trying to maintain his original story supposedly but of course there's no actual evidence for that so it's a rumor a weird rumor when they're pushing aliens so hard though just a little bit they had just seen a sci-fi film which something similar like a couple weeks prior to that Uh, encounter so i think there was a little bit of that was fresh in betty's memory that yeah that one was we we did that one and i think our first season it was like over three years ago and we that was one i think we might do again and revisit because we had a really because the way they described it was people in like wearing caps and black overalls or coveralls or whatever they're wearing but they didn't describe them as human or non-human it was kind of this thing we had this standing joke that they looked like like 1920s white Sox players it's just like they (laughs) had little and like little short three foot three foot mlb players 
and it, it that whole situation. I mean, it could, they could have had a very interesting experience. It's kind of similar to the um, not as in depth, but similar to the experience of like Whitley Strieber and yeah. his encounters, which would correlate. I mean, what correlates with the secret space program is he wasn't obviously a my lab participant, but he was part of the pact that was it Eisenhower that supposedly had was, I think it was Eisenhower that met out in the death tra- treaty. Yeah. Where they're going to, for technology, you can abduct people and probe them and stick shit in their navel and extract right. sperm and hybridization program. Yeah. Which could have happened physically, right? That doesn't have to be made up for it to either be aliens or a yep. breakaway yeah. group or whatever. One way or the other, it could have been the stalemate right there, whatever it was. Well, yeah, I guess it's it. I mean, this is a far this is a far reaching conspiracy theory. It's you have the one, you have the faction of the Nazi reptilian alliance that's a part of of using human slave trade, and which would be essentially the Greys would be a part of that because they're like the drone species of the reptilians in this whole and the whole I guess Galactic Federation lore of what we're what we're told, and if it's all true. And yeah, what a, completely what a weird... nuts. We're living in Star Wars, if that's the case. Yeah, we really are. And that there, that you have the human slaves for mining and this and then. But, you know, that kind of, that portion of it, yeah, it is depressing. But it, it would make sense. People do depressing shit. So we're notorious for that. <laughs> People do. You're right. Yeah. And then there's also, also throw in the mix of, think about a, if there is an extraterrestrial being that doesn't have any human morality. Right. Then it's just then it just makes it that much easier to do that stuff, and we know people can do evil things. So yep. line that up together, and it's a recipe for disaster. But there's also Solar Warden, which is the U.S.-led secret space program that has its own fleet. Now, a lot of people speculate like Space Force is like that whole thing. Space Force is just like satellite IT people. I mean, realistically, they're at the moment. Unless they're all getting beamed up onto spaceships and fighting this Mars war that's been going on with insectoid aliens for the last 40 years or whatever. There's so many, there's so many avenues that this conspiracy takes, but uh, it's literally Star Wars if it is true. What's, what's unfortunate is that the origin of the reptilian thing is, in my opinion, a mystery understanding of ancient symbolism and besides that the only other popular format for this is david ike's famous 80s freak out where he talked about nine foot reptilians other than that and and sitchin of course we have zachariah sitchin who i i have every one of his books collecting dust downstairs i've had him forever and i read all of them and i used to he was totally on to something, but at the same time, it's like he was all, he's also proven to be have poor translations in some areas, including where he takes the Anunnaki. He linguistically forces so many things to make them aliens. And, and when you think about it, that these are the sources of these popular ideas, whether they're, whether they're popularized later on by conspiracy theorists or UFO people or, or the government pretending to disclose this stuff yeah that's that's a good very good point that's a very good point i had someone in mind i just had a brain fart so forgive me 
so many good characters to talk about past and present. Yeah, you're going to have to skip over me on that one. I, I'm totally drawing a blank. I'm over here writing down kind of as we're talking, and I think that distracted me just a little bit. It's such a broad topic, too. Like you're saying, man, it just goes in so many directions. Well, yeah, you're missed the misrepresentation of the reptile. I mean, in like Mesoamerica, I mean, isn't a lot of that, isn't a lot of those myths and deities like, what was it, isn't it Quetzalcoatl was supposed to be a, a reptilian esque being? Yeah. But I mean, could that be a misinterpreted comet? We all know that serpents are, everybody has an inherent fear of snakes and dragons or reptiles or anything of that sort and a lot of it stems back to cosmic events Mm. so there it would make sense that human beings would have that traumatic inherent fear over thousands and thousands of years of something that they attribute to it to serpents so it's always evil and you always see it like on the mexican flag the eagle has got a, a, a snake you got like the don't tread on me flag it's a snake cut you got russian battle flags where there's literally a knight stabbing a dragon and then you have all of that lore from everywhere i i don't think it's a i don't ever think it might have been real creatures i think it might have been that type of misrepresentation of what you think could be real so i mean but then again there's lots of interesting footage of people with side blinking Yes, uh, eyes, but it could all be fake. Could all be fake. But those don't have to be the only options either, because when you lo- start looking into the etymology of some of these terms, like dragon, dragon, for instance, comes from Draco in Latin, but Latin isn't where everything begins. That's just what Wikipedia and the and Google want to tell you and have you Greek. stop there. Yep. But if you go further back to like Greek and Phoenician, you get Durkestai. And Durkestai means one with true sight. And that kind of gets meddled with one with the deathly sight. And of course, in dragon mythology later on, you have that dragons have a deathly sight. But originally, this comes from a very shaman interpretation, a mystic, a the one with true sight. We're talking similarly to the esoteric interpretation of like Jesus being like the Christ, yep. the one with the eye open and all that. It's very similar to the snakes being rid from Ireland by the Catholic Church. So we're talking about fear. Well, there absolutely was a need to fear anything related to the serpent after the Catholic Church absolutely demolished the old dynasties that called themselves dragons. And that sounds it sounds mythological. It sounds crazy because, of course, we have a lot of that theme in, like, Lord of the Rings, Tolkien's work. But of course, Tolkien was an Anglo-Saxon language professor. So you can't tell me all these stories that he was writing were just about his experiences with World War I. Some yeah. of it, sure. But a Game lot of, of it had a lot deeper meaning to the cultures he was fascinated by. I have seen, though, I mean, I mean, kind of kind of not off topic, but as far as there was that name, I forgot his name, but he was like a Navy whistleblower, quote unquote. And he started growing like bone spurs, like in really weird spots. I think like some on his like cheeks, on his elbows. And then he was, he's looking in the camera and you're able to see him and he's blinking. And then he pretty much says like, I'm about, I'm about to show you my other eyes that just started. Like, it was almost like he, he couldn't control it at first. And now he was able to control it where he kind of like 
blinks his eyes and then you get like the weird slits and whatnot. But I also heard a really kind of an odd story too. It was some gentleman in Home Depot. And I guess the the guy behind them sneezed and they turned around and looked and I guess he looked like super scaly. And it just so happened apparently that they had um, snake repellent. They had went and bought some snake repellent and he had the snake repellent. So it was like this really weird, again, it's one of those things that sounds fucking awesome. I'm like, yes, dude, like this could very much be true. But then again, you don't know. There's the, the girl f- on the airplane that just happened. There, yeah. yeah. And that ended up be- being a real joke, right? Because then she supposedly came out. She looks nothing like the girl that was in the video. I think she came out first. What TM? Yeah, I see. I do. They do look similar. Her hair looked a little bit diff, like a little bit darker. The girl that came out, as opposed to the girl on the plane. But then again, at the same time, right? You can attribute that to someone's settings on their phone or what kind of camera they were using. Also, the first video was her drunk hours after being at an airport all day traveling and shit like that, most likely or pre-gaming i don't know who lord knows but the know. poor dude in the so her hair was dry didn't have all the product in it yep, anymore yep. maybe she got a freaking tan after all this yeah, yeah to, it sounds like a distraction right yeah yeah because that one implies like reptilians yeah like know? immediately yeah and that <laughs> apparently i mean there's i've read a lot of different things about it and apparently there was i've seen it once it was taken down off reddit but there was another angle at it from somebody sitting like behind like two rows to the other side so you can see this side of the guy's face like you can just see like instead of from all the way in the back from the video that they showed he's like really close and the guy's just sitting there with his hood on and uh, if it is just a dude that's just got his hood on that's weird looking poor guy dude yeah. that if he was like tripping hard on mushrooms you just like couldn't <laughs> wait for the flight and his eyes were just dilated like crazy. And she's like, yeah, the reptilian. And he's just like, shit, they found me. They found me. It just like, like turns into the worst trip ever. I think she did post a TikTok oh, that got taken down where she had said that he was talking to her, but his mouth wasn't moving. Right. So it was more like tell. And that's why she freaked out and got up because she realized that she was having a conversation with somebody that was just staring at her. And that's the reasoning for her getting up. And then there's that other video where she's super ironically at an airport again, but wearing the same outfit, like after like showered and like completely makeup and everything. And she just kind of dismisses it. Oh yeah. And I can't, I'm not to talk about that. Like who is telling you not to, it's so men in black. If it was a real story, we'd be like, who's telling you not to talk about this or the men in black showed up and shut the fuck up. whip out the neuralizer and then i just this as this is like looking at this as a distraction just made reminded me of something about these alien bodies getting rolled out that the day before they got rolled out to us in the public just for all of us to freak out about that was when david mccullough was addressing the eu parliament on vaccines and shit like that and the cartel that was forming because of the pandemic and all that and that was the day, right the day before they wheeled out fake aliens to us. And we know how they love to do these kinds of things when something maybe more mundane, but much more impactful is going on. Yep. Yep. Look over here real quick. Absolutely. Sleight of hand is magic. Yep. I was just yep. talking to a couple of friends about this. They're like, 
sleight of hand is like the essence of magic. You look at like the term in other languages, the prestige, right? The, that movie, the prestige, yeah, yeah. where that word comes from literally like translates to some form of sleight of hand. It's just all misdirection. Well, there's that there's speaking of uh, magic. There's this magician that I've seen a few times um, on social media. His name's like Raj Madul or something like that. And some of the shit that he does, and I've been a fan of like watching magic, right? Like David Blaine. I, I loved watching him growing up. But this dude does some really fucking creepy shit, man. Like I, it, it really has me wondering because I do understand again, like magic's a sleight of hand and like watching shows on how they do this and how they do that. But I, part of me wants to say that like, it seems that there are like unworldly people that are able to do some like fucking wild shit, dude. And this guy was one of them. Like one of the, he like opens his eyes and he has like a film over his eye. And I'm like, not quite sure how you can fake that. Right. Like if you did have like a contact in, I don't wear contacts very often. Right. I don't, the only time I put a contact in is when we're like for Halloween and I'll do some like weird shit like that. But to be able to like, push the contact contact up behind your eyeball and then being able to put it back down. I don't know if that's a thing, but this dude, it's creepy, man. If I, if, next time I come across him, I'll send him your guys's way just to check out some of his stuff. But I just have a really eerie feeling about this dude. And then that also goes into like, where's this dude from? Like, yeah. it doesn't seem like a normal human to me, at least there's something weird going on with this dude. I just get the heebie jeebies watching this shit. Like yeah. I said, there could be non-humans that appear very human and they might be identically human but not and right. they're able to do things like i mean there are people uh i mean humans in general can do really crazy things if we if you put your mind to it i guess yeah. then you can really do a lot of really incredible things and we can barely do some of the stuff consciously normally but uh, there might be some non-humans that are among us that could be a part of this this whole breakaway nation that has these faction space programs that are happening and that have been around. One thing that I want to ask you guys is one question that I've always thought is with the way NASA presents themselves, they the moon landing being a possible hoax, all the missions recently being done on green screen sets or underwater. And there's literally people like pulling like a guideline to somebody and some, and there's weird things that wouldn't happen in low gravity that they have like somebody sitting there with a glass of water on a desk and they're like, but you see something moving and in, they look like they appear that they're in low gravity with all the possible fake. Why would it, my, I guess my question would be, is would NASA is NASA really just the front to make us think that we're as advanced as we are? But in reality, there are portions of humanity that are like the video game Mass Effect. You know? I, I, I think a lot of it is I think it's a big money laundering because the amount of money that, that they get, I forgot the exact number, but the amount of millions of dollars they spend on like helium a day. And like people are most most people that that don't see past the blinders, like what kid didn't did not want to or that want what most kids wanted to be astronauts, right? And just the thought of it again, Star Wars, Star Trek, space, like that's an easy one to grab people's attention and also to be grabbing their money. I think it's I think it's a big I think it's a big joke. 
sure we might send satellites up and and do that other type of stuff but like me i do believe in a firmament and i i don't think i do not think that we're going as far as they say we're going i think the sun and the moon are local so in that aspect have we been to the moon like maybe but again the what we saw on video like that was a bunch of bullshit again just my opinion here but yeah, I think it's a big, I think it's a big money laundering kind of scheme. And I don't, uh, most people don't question that. They don't question that, especially when, when you see just the other day, I'm in Southern California and they had that rocket out in the sky and it made like, really, it, it's stuff like that. And people are intrigued by it. And anyhow, well, that's I my think, thought. Yeah, that's, I agree with you, man. Definitely. Well, when you physically see that, like I'm in Southern California as well and saw that I've seen a few, seen it a few times, the SpaceX or whatever, the, the rockets they do. And you see that and you're like, in real life, and you're like, man, like, that's pretty cool. And I've seen rockets up, not up close, but seen it in person where you're like, all right, we obviously know missiles and rockets. Obviously, they exist to an extent of what we're shown. It's and what the one I, I don't want to deviate too far, but the SpaceX is a part of this thing. And you've you guys have seen the videos of them doing like their launches and landings. And clearly some of the videos are like literal CGI edits like and they're like, oh, look at it landing down reentry. And it's just like literally like, how do you have somebody with a camera or a camera in general? two feet from something that's thousands of degrees and you can clearly tell it's from like a video you would do for training on a job. It's like that bad CGI. Yep. I think the most damning thing I've ever seen was, I can't remember his name, Bart Sabrell. Bart Sabrell, who did that film, Something Funny Happened on the Way to the Moon. And I don't know if it was his, just like he had some British woman narrating, but there's a segment that seems older from like some older documentary maybe. And it's about this footage of the Apollo 11 mission filming the window facing earth, but they're filming it from the very back of the lem, from the, the room that they're in on the spacecraft. So, and they're covering up part of the window to make, and, and they're turning off every light in the spacecraft to create the illusion that they are pressing the camera up against the window and viewing earth really far away. And they're, they have literal paper or cardboard cut out with a little half circle on the side to, to create this little parcel of earth that looks distant. But then suddenly the tape keeps rolling and you see their faces. You see Buzz Aldrin, you see Neil Armstrong, the other guy. And suddenly the spacecraft lights start to go up. The dim starts to come back up and they're repositioning. They're doing something and the paper comes away and earth takes up the entire window and they're not even close to the window. And I don't know what that was, but maybe someone could come out from NASA if it got more popular or something and be like, oh, that was when they were, I don't know. Was there a space station back then? Because I was going to say maybe they were. Yeah, no. no. So this, yeah, it was the Apollo 11 mission because even the camera date is like when the mission was supposed to be going on. It's nuts. It's the most damning thing I've ever seen beyond all of our suspicions of the moon landing. And while it looks like a tin can and all that kind of stuff, sure, totally. But this is creepy unless it's some super advanced deep fake, but I don't know. 
It's crazy. It basically I, shows them in low Earth orbit and that they're just faking being halfway to the moon. I I, th- I think it's entirely possible that they faked the moon landings. It's entirely possible that they could have done it as well, just not in the narrative that we're told that they did it. They, I don't think they filmed it. And if they did film it, you're never seeing that footage. Oh. And what we got was probably what people suspect something in a sound studio and which would which all of it i guess it just makes people believe that this is our trajectory and if you don't believe it and you think that there's actual humans that a lot of humans that live somewhere else and we have that technology to get off this rock then i think people would be really pissed off (laughs) to find out that it's stuff you see in like like guardians of the galaxy like those maximum security prisons off of like that stuff is like actually real and it's been going on for a long time and it would it it would make more sense that these the alien abduction phenomenon itself is more of a human thing because i if, if the government in some way shape or form has the technology to create anti-gravity propulsion and make things that can fly transmedium or that would turn a person to mush in with the maneuvers that they do and have it be so black project that our best pilots from top gun are like what the fuck was that and it all kind of boils into all these different subjects. You have like the missing 411. You have the, the deep underground military bases, which correlate with missing 411 because they're also near over. If you overlay cave system maps and then yep. you overlay other paranormal event maps. Uh, Say, yeah, same with Bigfoot sighting maps. Bigfoot. On par. Yeah, it's, it's all kind of connected. And uh, my personal, I would love for them to be like, yeah, we have this fleet. And it's literally what you think it is. It's like watching Battlestar Galactica. Like it's, it is what it is. And that would be cool as hell. Whoever's controlling it. If it's not the U S Navy. And if it is the U S Navy, damn, nobody that I know that's been in the military has any fucking clue that that shit actually exists. So, and, but now our Navy operators are starting to see it and they've seen it every day allegedly and they're seeing all this other stuff so like the for example the little the flying little orbs yep. that are like the size of basketballs there's now the theory that it's like a planetary defense system could that be from a breakaway civilization that is monitoring us then it might not even be extraterrestrial but like you said the term extraterrestrial itself has different meanings it could be a human could be an extraterrestrial if they're born on Venus. Realistically, yeah, you're you're from Venus, but or you're from Mars, you're a Martian, but you're still a human. But then there's the extra lands. Like if you're going, if Earth is even bigger than, I'm not a flat earther, but and I I think some of the arguments are very interesting and a lot of fun to talk about. But the extra lands thing is the Earth larger than what were shown. I mean, then you have real meaning to extraterrestrial, I guess, too. That's not off planet. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And alien, the word alien yep. just meant different, not from our tribe. Yeah. So 
wordplay. They always, no matter which subcategory you're talking about when it comes to conspiracy theory, alternative theory, it's always this parasitic group, right? And the goal, at least generally speaking, always seems to be make us feel powerless. Make us, we're talking ancient history or the mud floods of Tartaria, make us forget our history. We're all orphans and all that kind of stuff. Make us feel completely powerless. Well, a lot of this stuff ring, that's what kind of rings in my head when we're talking about this because the Guardians of the Galaxy idea, and that's new and it's way more badass, like CGI wise, than we ever grew up with. But like, we grew up with all this sci fi and we, were programmed to love it and i do too and yeah it would be like so badass if that was all true and in there is the idea that it's better than what's here just as aliens are always better than us and it's always been that way ever since these dragon people were calling themselves gods wow. the crab people that's a that's definitely a wild theory there and i i like it and that's why my thoughts are like consistent, like consistently changing. I mean, yeah. as time goes by, and I'm hearing different people's perspectives on things, I'm like, damn. But at the end of the day, wouldn't it be cool, right? Fun. I think, yeah, I, think, yeah, I, I think that's. I think that's the. I think we can. I, I think everyone can agree little on whistle that. spear. <laughs> yeah. What was? Yeah. What, what was that from? Oh, oh, there, there oh, was. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, anyhow, that would be super cool, man. That would be super cool. That's I want my own raccoon alien. with like, rocket launchers. Yeah. My buddy. Go. That'd be great. Well, my own raccoon with a Boston accent. Yeah. yeah. So much. That'd be a lot of fun. I mean, do you know how many people would sign up for the military if they found out that there was an like, actual space force, like an actual space fleet to go to like the United States, like actually yeah. the United States space force. That's not just IT. You know, yeah, you're telling me things. I get to be a part of like Starship Troopers, man. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> you would have you would literally have people like getting laser tattoos like, like, yeah, like it'd just be like Starship Troopers. And it wouldn't. Uh, and even if you're going to fight the bugs, I, I mean, grew up with and, Doom. I was playing Doom when I was like eight, you know, then me. Yeah. <laughs> another concept of a possible secret space program scenario. Right. Dimensionally. So Absolutely. it's this is a crazy one. I, I will say, though, that uh, this is going to sound really morbid. I want to believe that there are people telling the truth about the 20 and back programs, because that would be the craziest shit to have somebody. And unfortunately, a lot of these testimonies that you read about are like sexual abuse and like slavery things and not yeah, sounds like familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not like. Like, oh, I got recruited and I was there for 20 years doing something fucking cool. Like, no, they weren't doing something cool. It was always some type of traumatic, really abusive event. So I think I want to believe it because of the technology of age regression would be really interesting. But it's also it would be really infuriating to know that if you can age regress somebody, then people don't have to die of cancer. There's stuff like that. So that's kind of. It could be the reason why no, why nobody, why you're a kook if you're like, oh, I believe that they did that. That's why this well, topic is so paramount because, and that's what like Mr. Lou Elizondo, who I call Uncle America, because he Uncle seems America. like he's put there to look like everybody's fucking uncle. So trust me, 
I'm ex-military, kind of, sort of, kind of. <laughs> but he brings like everything together when he's telling his audiences, he's like, yeah, you're going to have to question pretty much everything that you ever grew up thinking. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're like, really? We're really laying on thick here. And yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty intense one way or the other. I think that's, they're just trying to hide or obfuscate something about consciousness and technology like they're definitely getting two birds stoned at once you know what i mean where it's like it's definitely obfuscating and lying and covering up stuff about our maybe innate abilities or the history on this planet or both but on the other side of it there's like scales in, and levels where it's also about greed it's also about money it's also about control power it's like all these things it seems i do agree with you there and I think a lot of it too it does have to kind of the more like the consciousness like thought because like what I've noticed I know a lot of people on on like social media that have been completely banned not for talking about conspiracies not for talking about pizza not for talking about any of these things like I I don't know if I'm just not that big like on social media but I don't care I post that stuff all the time no issues but then you go and you you post some stuff about grounding and about chakras and about breath work, astral projecting, all this sorts of stuff, and you're done, dude. You're toast. One of my one of my not good friends, but I, I've had him on the show one time, and he just disappeared. And he's had like ten different Instagram accounts. And this dude doesn't really talk conspiracy talk. He's all spiritual and being the best version of yourself. And here's how to do it. And did he? And these are the people that they're taking down. And it makes you wonder, like. You could go and talk about these secret space programs and you're not going to get dinged. And I'm just speaking from my personal experience. I'm sure no. there have been people that have been dinged for stuff like that. But it's just like, that's really odd. That To me, I'm that's really you, odd. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Like, well, you right? talk about reptilians all day long. David yep. Ike never gets censored until yep. he starts talking about pandemic stuff. Sure. You know. Well, uh, it, it kind of ties in with that because if there are nazi reptilian factions of a space program then keeping get letting people know well two things once you're we're able to read minds lying is fucking done it's done <laughs> like nobody can lie you can't fool people anymore you're not going to screw them out of like getting a experimental shot or screw like oh here's a free subway sandwich but you know for this like and they're like oh great idea you're not going to have that because people are going to be like well that's what the fuck like you're lying to me because i know you are because i can see that and then two it, the stuff with the spiritual aspect keeping keeping people on a lower vibration and a lower frequency would tie directly into the the reptilian lore of loosh and and harvesting negative energy off of people which yeah. is which is also what our financial really. system does and the legal <laughs> system it does these things we are the energy that fuels the the world for these people yeah there's so a lot reptilian of reptilian uh, or not and again these reptilians what, so what's interesting is if we're talking about reptilians we can still use that term even if we're talking about human overlords because again these Naga in Egypt or the Brotherhood of the Serpent in Sumer, all of these groups everywhere kind of represent that same old like blood royalty. And, you know, it, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Even at the Vatican, there's references of 
Vatica is like a serpent, basically. Yeah. In <laughs> yes. So yeah, when we say it all the time. Oh, that person's a fucking reptile. Like yeah, we, all, we always her. say it. Yeah, so, it's perfect. It works. Yeah, and it. it but they originally, might not... it meant like those that were like able to see the changes in flow of nature. It related to toroidal energy. It related to change and knowledge and all that kind. Of, but prior to the Bible, obviously. Like you read the, the stories from Sumer and it's like, oh, so that's where the snake and everything comes from. So, And it, it would make more sense if you have like a Nazi reptilian faction than it's just reptile people. Like in that sense, instead right, of yeah. actual living, breathing Geico geckos, you know, wearing, wearing swastikas. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> you got these, but then again, you got people that, you know, have these abduction cases with rep- reptilians and a lot of it, a lot of their cases do line up to the same 20 and back stuff where it's like very rapey and so it's who knows. I mean, it could just be human beings do have portions that are, I guess in a sense, reptilian, you know, right, like sure. when it comes to our anatomy and physiology and stuff like that. So we're, it could just be somebody with a, a bigger Abdullah Amblagata, you know I mean? Like, <laughs> like it, it could just be that. It's, I mean, there's different types of, there's obviously we're separated by the way we look, but then we're also separated by how some people are smarter. Some people, I mean, look at Scandinavian people. They're fucking giants. Like, and then well, they're, they're like Nordic aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So, I mean, who, who knows? And then there's not to, go off on a tangent, but you got the people in the Hudson Valley, which have like the RH was RH negative blood or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have that very interesting area. You're talking my language, man. These are the peoples that I study and where they come from. And as far back as I've been able to tell, they just continue going south until you get to accepted mainstream modern history, which is like, oh, they popped into existence in the Kurgan step over here. But like, it's just like these race of people that were continuously moving southward and had been erased from history or pushed into folklore and mythology, which is just really fascinating to find out. And they all have the same descriptions too, which is crazy. And you look at these two little friggin' ET things that got rolled out. They don't look like anything that supposedly creator gods looked like. Creator gods looked like friggin' Mangarabi. Which is a, a Babylonian king. He looked. They looked exactly. The Anunnaki looked identical to him. You also have the, the Hudson Valley area is a massive UFO hotspot as well. So mm-hmm. it's and maybe they're just checking on their people. If it's us, I mean, that's the thing. I we can speculate all day about what what we're doing up in the skies and if it's good or if it's bad. If it's if sci-fi is more of a reality than what we think it is. Um, but before, before we get closing up on this a little bit, I got one other question. What do you guys think about Bob Lazar? Cause I know he would be a big proponent of uh, a U.S. military having its own, obviously spacecraft program. I personally, like I've heard a lot of stuff about Bob Lazar. I've heard both positive and negative things. And to be clear, quite honest with you i really wish i had a better response but i can't necessarily like make like a definitive comment on that 
but I think that's a solid fucking question. And hopefully, I would kind of feel the same on like at first I. When I first saw him on Rogan, I knew about him from a long time ago because I was such, I was really into UFOs growing up. So I remember Bob Lazar and suddenly he's back into pop culture. It's like, oh my God, I had my dad watch it on Joe Rogan's podcast. Like everybody, I was like, oh my God, it's real. It's fucking happening, man. <laughs> and uh, so I went from like, oh my God, Bob Lazar, he's, he, it's all coming out. And then fast forward, I'm like, this guy's totally full of shit. He's a narc. He's a this, he's a that. He's controlled opposition. And now I've kind of come around to feel like, I think most of these people that are coming out as whistleblowers, it doesn't matter what I think about like aliens or not aliens. They're being shown shit that is real, that actually exists in a lot of cases. So how the media and the government and the countercultures that these counter intel people control basically they get to frame how we view what these whistleblowers are seeing the whistleblowers themselves are probably shaped by the same media and society with what they saw and remember it's all compartmentalized too nobody gets access to more than a little bit even the experiences they come back with can't tell me these people are just let loose anywhere that everything is constructed and compartmentalized so i would even say that most of who the conspiracy community and me myself included typically will call controlled opposition are probably unwitting participants and there's just levels being the greedy businessman is a level because even though you're not doing anything wrong like you're feeding the system right like it's just every level i agree yeah i would say he i mean jeremy corbell that's a different that's Corey. <laughs> He's an interesting one. He, he really is. Uh, he's his. I first like really got into. I knew who Bob Lazar was previously, but I first when I when he put out his documentary about him, that's when I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this guy is. They're actually putting this on a streaming service. This yeah. is crazy. And I had the same thought as you, where I was like, "This is it. This is the. We just hit the tipping point. Here's the slope." And in in some ways, it kind of was the slope in modern our modern era of putting that type of information out there, whether it be true or not, he is, he does have things that are valid that have been vetted, like the unobtainium, the element one fifteen, real thing. I mean, but he's also a chemist. He's also, he's, he's very smart guy. Is it out of the realm of possibility that they scrubbed all his employment records and his, collegiate records and all that because he came out and said something. Absolutely. I mean, like, yep. it's a yeah, surprise. Totally surprise. He's surprised. He's still alive. And if, if obviously you, there's always the argument, Oh, well, if they killed him, then there would be real validity to the stuff that he was saying. But there is this, there is a site for area 51 obviously has suspicious things happening there. The x-ray thing that he talks about, he's they actually found it and it's a real item. So there is some validity in George Knapp. He's just, he's been covering it for my whole the duration I've been alive. Yeah. So like there is he's got to have some there's got to be some truth out there. Jeremy Corbell being in the mix with all of it, I guess good on him for bringing this out and having people be a part of it. But I still don't know if Bob Mazar. I mean, it could be. This he could be all the snippets that turned out to be real could have been just part of something. They're like, oh, we'll say this because it could have been something that was fed to him. If he was given all those documents and all these briefings that he went through on his first day on the job or whatever, 
Something's then, coming out. Something's being purposely revealed. And yeah. it's a little thing here in the UFO community. It's something over here in the occult knowledge and it's in politics. Little bits just here and there all start to fit together. Like I heard a podcast earlier today that was like the most clear minded about like how the legal system is fucking us, which that theme's been around forever, but it's so muddied that you can't really get a clear answer. Like I have no idea if I should throw my driver's license away or not. Oh my God. Like, yeah. But this was the first very clear minded conversation I heard about. And I was like, wow, okay. More and more is just, I don't know. I don't even think it's all necessarily human nefariousness. Again, back to like consciousness, nature of reality, synchronicity forces at play man like it just feels like we're part of some big great grand story in some ways that's already been written or something just to get a little woo for once we'll have to do another round table on simulation theory next time because oh, we can you just open up that door and we can go for another eight hours on that sounds good so last question secret space program legitimate illegitimate on the fence what do you think Somewhere in between yeah, <laughs> on the fence, because I think I do think there's, like you said, aspects that are real, but they frame it in whatever way they want us to see it. Yeah, I think that's solid. Again, a lot of the testimonies that, that I've heard. It's one of those things where, yeah, you have to use discernment, right? And like, yeah, you're going to have your people going out there that are that just want attention and they're making up all this bullshit and they hear one story and they like, oh, OK, I'm going to stick to some of these main points. I'm going to twist it a little bit. So it's my own story. But a lot of them, especially going back to the sexual, the rape type shit, I've heard so many of them. And unless I'm extremely gullible, but I tend to believe them and that's their story, that's their truth. And to them, that happened. So, yeah, I definitely do think in an aspect that it that some parts of it, yes, are valid. But then again, there are some other parts where I'm like, eh, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. I don't know about this one. But at least I will say this, at least for the shit going down, like in the deep underground military bases, the dumbs, what have you, I think there is shit going down there. Like no doubt in my mind. And I think a lot of it whether it be ETs or our own government, but they are experimenting. They are doing weird shit down there. And whether it be experimenting on animals, again, cryptids, whatever, and or insects and all sorts of shit. I do think there is something going down, going down there um, without a doubt in my mind. Yeah. Just a no last note on the sexual rapey stuff from the about 20 and back. Um, and not to continuously be like the bummer skeptic, but like consider also the horrible creeps we're dealing with everywhere else in this, this game here, revealing who the elites are and what they get into and what their predilections are, man, like when you talk about the 20 and back and how crazy it is and how dark it is and disgusting, it's like, yeah. Well, that could, that kind of fits in with some of what they do already. Or yeah, doing it up here. They do. And not be doing it down there or doing and Why it not there. add in the element of, well, let's put some fucking crazy mask on while we do it. But who knows? Hey, as above, so below, right? And yeah, absolutely. It's, There's it's, a spiritual aspect that they're definitely trying to screw with here. So it's also, yeah, it also could be a, a physical thing. And if, if those, 
dumbs are do have an ET aspect, then there is clearly some type of secret black project space program. Because if we're dealing with something off planet, then clearly there's got to be something else. I'm still on the fence. I think that it's in there. Like, like you both said, there could be truth in some of it and like, like could be two words that are truth, but they could be big. The big word, they could be big ones too. Um, But there's a lot of uh, fantastical elements to it that would make really good science fiction or really good video game or a really good movie, which has already been done on multiple fronts. So yeah. Secret space program for me. Who knows? Who the fuck? Who fucking knows? <laughs> we'll find out when we have this blue beam situation fully come to fruition on us. So we'll all talk about it then. <laughs> but guys, thank you for being a part of this. Before we go, where where can everybody listen to both your shows? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. So again, you can find us. We're on Spotify, Apple. I'm sure other podcasters, Podbean and what have you, Sunday Night Secret Society, come check us out. Thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Andy, it was an absolute pleasure. I was super stoked to know that you were going to be able to make it today because I know that you had some things going on within the last month. Good old uh, Mother Nature. Yeah, man. Yeah, likewise, man. It's great to meet you. So we'll have to get together in the future, hopefully in the near future, and we'll we'll rock some stuff out. Sounds good to me, man. And yeah. Seriously, Dave, thank you for having us on. This was awesome. This is my one of my favorite topics to get into. <laughs> so uh, you can find me at the Deep Share on social media. My podcast is on all the typical apps. It's on YouTube and Odyssey. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And for those who do not know myself and my cohorts and our show, Our Society Conspiracy Hour, everything you need, HushHushSociety.com. Hit it up, Scott. Thank you, guys. Uh, This was a lot of fun.